good friend Brent Locker is here today. He is the pastor of Blazing Fire Church. Um, where are you guys meeting now? Dublin, in Dublin. So if you're ever out in Dublin on a Sunday, uh, you should stop by his Saturday night still. I thought you guys switched. Um, so there, there, you could like not even cheat on the ark and you could go to his church. Like go down Saturday night and go party with them. Uh, their, their church is uh, a joy to go to. Their worship is incredibly spirit-filled and free. So if you go down there, um, be sure to check out their church. But he's going to come and share with us. He comes every, uh, I don't know, maybe once a year or something like that. And has just been a huge blessing to this house over the years. Last time he came, I told the story that um, when Suki and I were going through really hard times, both in our marriage and related to this church, he and his wife Suzanne have always been there for us. And you really get to, you know, you get to see a certain side of somebody up here speaking, but you get to get see a different side when you're really in need, have nothing that they need, and to see how they show up. And the times that they've loved us most, we had really nothing to offer back. They were purely doing it because they love Jesus and are loving us. So let's give Brent some serious honor as he comes up and he shares the word with us. So great to be back. There we go. Uh, man, first of all, I just want to extend a little honor back your way, Ryan. And uh, Ryan and Suki, I, I know you know this, and I think I say this every time, but I feel like I have to say it. That I hope you know what you have in these two, um, what what treasures they are. And I'm, I'm so proud of you. And, and like each year, I'm one more year prouder of you. I mean that because, because it's not e ministry is not easy, and especially in a in a place where you are to be thriving with the light shining and just to keep going for it and keep going for it. All of you who are here, a lot of the safety that you feel here is because you've got two people who are willing to stay in the game for the long haul, and and they're taking they're taking some heat for you, but also loving you well, and they're staying in the game. And so I just wanted to honor you because that's, that's amazing, astounding. I know it's God. I know it's the Holy Spirit, but it's also the yes in your heart that has to keep being there and to keep going. So yay, God, for these two, for Ryan and Suki. And another shout-out, too, to the uh, worship team. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use old old terms, but that was off the hook. That was, that was, <laughs> or another very old term because I'm a band, you know, a, a worship guy. But you, the the band is uh, they play tight. Do you know what that is? I mean, that means they move everywhere together. That's what the old word used to mean, and uh, it just means it's good, and uh, because there's excellence, but also passion and. I mean, you just put all that in together, and, and uh, once again, I think sometimes when you have it all the time, you don't even know what you have. This, this, this is amazing. I, I leaned over to Ryan, and I said, you have a great church. He's like, I know, right? I love this church. So there you go. You're in on our, our conversations with each other. I want to jump right in by um, sharing a story with you, and uh, several years ago, I was in a leadership gathering, gathering with my leaders. We were going deep in worship. There was probably a couple dozen of us in a room. And um, right in the middle of that worship, 
I'm, I'm, I'm taken away in a vision. I'm taken to heaven, to the throne room. And um, I say a vision, but I honestly was there. It's like I know that it was both. I don't know how that works, but it just it's the way it felt to me. And uh, suddenly I look over and I and I I'm seeing I'm seeing the uh, the the elders um, that are spoken of in Revelation. And I look and I see Jesus, and he's across you know the across the way. But suddenly he he looks and turns to me, and and there's his eyes uh, of blazing fire that are that are described in Revelation, just fiery, but love, passion. But honestly, my first reaction was uh, same as Isaiah, you know, woe is me. Like, I, I'm on the floor. Next thing I know, I'm just down because I'm aware in the midst of his holiness of, of my own shortcomings and poor decisions and whatever in that moment. Like I said, this was years ago, but I was feeling all of that in that moment. And I in in this, um, because I was there in the throne room, I had a crown on my head. You all know, right, that there are, the crowns are not just for the elders, but but somehow um, the way Jesus describes things, he calls us kings and queens in his kingdom. That's his that's his choice. So so in this, as I'm there, I literally have a crown on my head, and as I'm falling to the floor, I take my crown off and place it down. And uh, I wasn't thinking about the passage in Revelation that describes all this. This is just what happened in the, in the moment. And, and uh, the next thing that happened was just glorious. Jesus came across the room, and he, he came, and he, he reached out, and he, you know, picked me up, stood me up. And then he's the one that put the crown back on my head as he was looking at me with love. And I, I want to go on in a minute with that story, but I just want to stop right now because I feel like for some of you, like I want to stop and pray right now. This is, this is already a, a really holy moment. I'm just, I'm seeing so many of you right now that the, you know, the, the, the hush in the crowd because Jesus is here. We know he's here, but he is. And he just says to each one of you, even as you look at him and as you worship him in the times when you're feeling uh, sometimes even shame, which is not from him, but you're feeling it. You're feeling like, woe is me, and I shouldn't be here in your presence. And I, I just want to say to each one of you, he looks at you, and he says to you, I, I love you, and I forgive you. I've already forgiven you. And he lifts you up. And I just want to pray right now, as he's already touching your heart, because some of you need this right now. Some of you have just been... Um, you know, embattled and, and just, you know, the enemy's been trying to, to, to really thrash you with uh, shame and guilt and condemnation. And so right now, Jesus, thank you that you're here in this place, that we don't, we don't need a, a, you know, a long runway takeoff to, to get to you. You're right here. You're right here, Jesus, and you love us. We, we sang all about it today. The passion, our passion for you is because you first loved us and you came and you found us and you said, you're mine. No one's going to take you from me. And, and Jesus, thank you that, that even as we, the more we look on your glory, the more we're aware that on, on the one hand, the woe is me. Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worthy to be in the presence of such holiness. And at the same time, you say, I know, but I already, I already filled you with my holiness. I've already filled you with my righteousness. So, so stand. He says to each one of you, he's, he's picking you up right now. He's, he's drawing you up with his strong hand. And he says, stand with me.
and let me put the crown back on your head. My king, my queen, who is a co-laborer with me in my kingdom. Now, everyone in this room, we know Jesus is the king of kings. There's no disputing that. But he does call you kings and queens. And I pray right now, Jesus, as you uh, speak truth to, you, uh, to us, as you look into our eyes with passionate love, Holy Spirit, would you also help us to engage, embrace with the truth, and that as kings and queens, we will lift our head a little bit higher. We'll walk with a little more purpose, with, with more love, not, not pride, but what love does. It humbles our hearts, genuine love. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're here. Amen. Wow. And so as, as Jesus was lifting me up in this, I'm still in this room with a few dozen leaders. And he, and he literally, I, 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 now my eyes are open and I'm back in the room except that he's lifting me up higher. It was, it was very um, wonderful but unique and strange at the same time. It was almost like, almost like an out-of-body experience, but he's pulling me up higher and he says, I want you to see things from my perspective. I want you to see the world the way I see it. I want you to love people the way I love them. And, and literally, it was like it was a, a baptism of love moment. It was, he just saturated me. And suddenly, I can honestly say this. I'm going to say this was about 10 years ago. I'm, I'm 55 now. And, and about, about 10 years ago. But I, f I feel like I, something dramatically shifted within me. I was able to, to love in, a, in an even different, in a different way. And it had nothing to do with me. It just had to do with Jesus choosing a moment. And that's what he does with each one of us. He picks moments. You know, sometimes we feel like we're just slogging through and, you know, waiting. And how long is this going to last? And I don't feel like I'm close enough to the Lord. You know, you're all, you, we all feel those feelings. And then at certain moments, he just touches us. At certain moments, he does something that, that changes us some more. It's that from glory to glory to glory thing that's going on. And so I just want to encourage you with that. If, if you feel like you're in a just kind of a waiting time and, and I, I want to get closer, all I can say is just keep doing what you're doing. Keep worshiping. Keep spending time with him. Just keep letting him know my heart is with you. I'm not, I, I don't want to go anywhere. Not like he'd let you anyway, right? Even if you wander, he takes you right back. But I'm saying that's how, that's how you prepare yourself for more and more encounters. We would all love more encounters with the Lord. I'm just saying just keep your heart tucked in there with him. And he'll pick the moments for you. And so as I'm, I'm in this place and I'm, and I'm experiencing something that is just uh, crazy amazing, and, and suddenly I'm kind of going back down and then I'm, I'm on the floor. And the next thing, uh, I'm explaining to my leaders kind of what happened, except that I really couldn't. Um, I've had several really powerful encounters with the Lord where after it happens, all I can do is cry. Like I can maybe get a word or two out and I'm sobbing again. And so here I am in front of, you know, a couple dozen people, and I'm just crying like a baby, and I can't help it. And part of me doesn't care, and part of me, you know, wants to try to compose myself so I can talk. Um, and uh, I opened the Bible to 1 Corinthians 13. And it was, it was in the, the uh, Barclays translation, which is an old translation. Most of you have probably never heard of it. And I, I absolutely love... First Corinthians 13 in this translation. So no matter how many times you've heard it, 
just listen to this again. And, and as I was sharing this with my leaders, I was literally getting at most one phrase out before I would sob for another 30 seconds, try to gain my composure and get the next line out. So, I mean, this took me 10 minutes probably to read. And it says this, and this is, this is the Lord's heart and our heart because we know him. He says love is patient with people. Love is kind. There's no envy in love. There are no proud claims. There's no conceit. Love never does the graceless thing. I'm starting to feel it all over again. It never insists on its rights. It whew, uh, never irritably loses its temper. It never nurses its wrath to keep it warm. Love finds nothing to be glad about when someone, when someone goes wrong. But it's glad when truth is glad. Love can stand in any kind of treatment. Love's first instinct is to believe in people. That's a big one. Love never f regards anyone or anything as hopeless. Nothing can happen that can break love's spirit. <laughs> love lasts forever. Um, I've been in this game a long time. When I say this game, I mean not, not just life, but I'm talking about in the, in the kingdom. I don't know why I said this game, but, you know, I've been in this a while. And uh, like Ryan um, and Suki, myself and Suzanne, by God's grace, we've kind of hung in there. Uh, we've been in the Bay Area 27 years. And um, our hearts through this whole time has been uh, crying out for revival. And um, lately... The last couple of weeks, um, we have just been, uh, both Suzanne and I, we've been, we've been uh, well, the last several months, we've been worshiping and praying a whole lot together. I'm not saying we weren't before that, but there's just, but there's something shifted in us it's about September of this last year. But in the last few weeks, um, whenever I get on the keyboard and I start singing an old song or we're in a worship service and they're singing old songs, I'm talking old like most of you, you know, maybe, anyway, you were much younger. <laughs> I'm talking 20, 25 years old songs, old vineyard songs, old, uh, you know, songs even before that. And we're suddenly just sobbing. We're just sobbing. And, and uh, you know, like, like these are the days of Elijah, if you remember that song, which is forever ago, or, or open up the doors and, you know, let the music play. I'm telling you, we're just sobbing, like, like in a way that doesn't make sense with what we were singing. We've sung that song thousands of times. And yet, because we feel like the Lord was saying, yeah, you know those times when you were singing those and, and through the years, and you were even crying at the time through them, I'm answering those now. This is that time. And I know we've all heard, if you're, especially if you're in the Christian world a while and a and, uh, house like this that would, that would uh, you know, believe in prophecy, You've heard prophetic words um, probably year after year if you've been following that for a while. And after a while, you can get a little bit jaded, like, okay, I've heard this before. You know, yeah, this, this is the year. This is the year. You know, God's going to show up in amazing ways. Well, that's always true, and we always need the hope when we're feeling hopeless. But I'm telling you, this is different than that. 
I, I'm telling you as a person who's been around 27 years as a pastor, um, crying out for revival, and I've seen lots of, of waves come and go, really good waves of the Lord's Spirit, like ebbs and flows. And something pretty special is going on right now. I, I don't know how to articulate it a lot more than that, except that you are alive at a really good time in life, in kingdom history. Not that you had any choice in the matter, but think about it. God chose for you to be here at this time. That's pretty important. And I love just a minute ago, I don't remember which announcement it was. Uh, I think it was to the college students about, about if you want to see revival, you know, on this campus and this, in this region. Yes. And I'm saying even if you're just new to this of, of actually understanding even what revival is and what, what a major move of God would look like where, where thousands and thousands of students would suddenly come to Jesus because they can't help it because they're just drawn in. I'm telling you, there's, keep your hopes not only alive but very high because we're all about to see some things we've been crying out for for a long, long time. Um, I, that isn't in my notes. This was just... <laughs> I just wanted to tell you this because the last couple days, Jesus has been telling me something really profoundly, uh, like he's been emphasizing this to me. Um, and that is this, that he's ready to introduce us, his family, like, like those who are already in the family. But he's ready, he wants to introduce us to the rest of the world, his future family. And it's coming. And, and, uh, but we, we need to be the family that he intended us for, uh, for us to be, which means, which means that we're going to have to allow him to show us any ways that we're not, our hearts are not uh, loving in the way that we just, that we just read. Now, this is not um, change yourself time. This is not, um, okay, I'll try harder. Which of those things do I need to try harder on? No, that's never going to do it. You understand that, right? That's not the gospel. It's about Jesus changing you. It's Holy Spirit moving and changing you. That's what we sang about today. Loved several of those songs that were about that. And so this is just an invitation from the Lord to say, the, the, my larger family is about to come rushing in, and they need to see a family that genuinely loves each other with my love. And so all you can do to get ready, I already said, is just keep drawing in closer to Jesus, but also... Lord, what in my heart is so broken that, it, that it's hard to love people? What in me keeps getting tripped up? Where, you know, where's that anger coming from? Where's this coming from? Let him search your heart. This isn't about introspection of you, you know, putting your own head in your heart. That's kind of hard to do, and it doesn't work. I'm saying this kind, like, Jesus, what do you see? What do, what do you need me to see? And I give you permission. And whatever you're showing me, by the way, when he shows you something, that's not an invitation for you to work 100 times harder to make yourself better. That's an invitation to say, Lord, thank you for showing me. Do the work. I, I'm gonna, I'll walk with you. Anything you say, I'll do it. But it's, it's him doing it. You understand that? So um, I heard from Ryan about these... Um, these house groups, that, that the ones that you just you were just on the announcement. So um, when, he, when he told me about them, and he was so excited, we talked earlier this week, and I'm excited with you guys. Um, I just think it's, it's brilliant. It's God. It's what needs to happen. It's, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, the book of Acts. That's how a lot of it happened was in the houses. I mean, I love gatherings. Large gatherings are awesome. But there's so much that can happen just in those groups. And those are the places, that's the place where you're going to work out amongst a smaller group of people 
what's it really like to love well? You know, it's one thing to hear about it here, and then you go off and you've got 100 things to do, and you may or may not remember everything, you know, much of what I say. That's okay. I'm not offended. <laughs> That's okay. I, I get how it works, I'm, you know. But, but where are you going to actually live this out? For, these, for this extended family that's coming in. They're coming in, you guys. I hope you're getting this. I'm feeling it as I'm saying it. They're, they're coming in. I, it, this is not even just a future thing now. Like, we're, we're seeing, we entered into, in September, we entered into, um, I don't know if any of you follow much the Jewish calendar ever, but Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, and it's, it was this year, it was towards the end of September. Why is that significant? Well, there's, you know, we got our, Gregorian calendar and whatever, but God, God hasn't forgotten. You know, there's He's, there are still a lot of things that are happening on the Jewish calendar. Um, I, I, I don't know all the whys behind it. I just know it's true. And this year, for whatever reason, for God's reasons, He got my and mine and Suzanne's attention to pay attention to the fall feasts this year more than ever. Like some years, I kind of do more than others, and. This was a year, he said, pay attention. And there's something called the 10 Days of Awe, which is leading up to, um, now I'm getting my things mixed up a little bit, but right around Rosh Hashanah. And, it's, and it's, it's 10 days where you actually are very intentionally giving God access to your heart, letting him, it's repentance, it's saying, God, if there's anything that's not lined up, can you ta- help me take care of this? I know I'm forgiven, but I also want to walk a different way if I'm going the wrong way. It was, a, it was those 10 days we really intentionally looked over a lot of prophetic words in our lives. We remembered the things we had cried out. It's almost like pressing a reset button. I mean, we're, we're forgiven in Christ. That's not the issue. But there are ways in which our heart wanders. And God says, do you, do you want all I have because because there's so much more. And there are times we just need to press the reset button by allowing him access. So we did that in in September. And I'm telling you, since that time, something has shifted. And I know it's not just in us. In Rosh Hashanah this year, the Jewish year, I think, ah, I'm sorry, because I don't have the notes in front of me. I believe it's 5778. Does that sound right? Some of you know. Anyway, the Jewish year, I believe that's true. 5778. But the significance of it is it's, it's a year of open doors. The year before that was a year of the sword, and it was actually kind of, uh, for a lot of you, it was a really hard year. It was a year of cutting away a lot of things that had, you know, things that were not in alignment. This is a year of open doors, and I'm watching it happen over and over, not just with me, but my friends, our church. There's, I see it in this church. I think the house churches are part of this. It's going to cause some really big open doors for you. And for you who have been kind of wondering and waiting and watching and saying, Lord, what, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm saying, just get ready because I really truly believe if, when it's a spiritual thing, when it's not something we're trying to make happen, that it's almost like you're going to stumble right through the doors that are open for you. It's almost like a can't-miss opportunity. We still have to say yes. There's still a yes in our hearts that, that's necessary. But I'm trying to give you hope and saying this is, this is the times that we're living in. So you have these house churches, and God, and God is saying to you, I'm going to use these not only for, uh, to allow you to learn to love each other well, because you know what happens in smaller groups? You get to know each other better. And you know what happens after that? There's certain people you don't like as well, you know, and <laughs> different personalities. And you, you look at Scripture differently, and you do life differently. And, you know, certain personality traits start to rub you the wrong way. That's kind of what happens. 
Um, and, and yet God says, if you'll go with me to these places of, of letting me deal with your heart, it's going to start changing how you see people. And you're going to start celebrating them instead of judging them. Because everybody's so different, right? But we need each other. That's the kingdom is we, we really need each other. I, um, I don't know if you guys went through this scripture last week or not, but, but uh, after 1 Corinthians 13... This is going to be brilliant. comes 1 Corinthians 14, right? That's why I have the microphone, okay, because I know these things. Anyway, <laughs> and so it was because Paul actually is framing our life together and our life in the Spirit with love. You know, that's what 1 Corinthians 12 is all about, the gifts of the Spirit. 13, he's saying, hey, we got to do this with love, deep love, because otherwise you can prophesy till you're blue in the face. You can... You can give you words of knowledge that are spot on, but if you don't have love, you're actually doing more damage than good. That's what he's saying. Because love is the key ingredient that makes it all work. And in 1 Corinthians 14, he starts, he starts to explain some more, especially about prophecy, speaking in tongues. Like, what's it look like when we're in these groups together? What should it look like when love is the main ingredient? And he gets to this verse in, in, in uh, verse 26. Uh, 1426, and this is in the voice translation. He says, what, what, what uh, should you do then, brothers and sisters, when we're together? When you come together, each person, that means everyone here in this room, you ready for this? Each person has a vital role because each has gifts. One person might have a song. We just heard that today. Awesome. Another a lesson to teach, still another a revelation from God. One person might speak in an unknown language, another will offer the interpretation. But all of this should be done to strengthen the life and the faith of the community. And again, I want to remind you, this is also all in the context of love. You have to look at the whole book, not just, not just one verse. So he's already made a huge point about love. Now he's making, within the context of love, when you get together, he's saying... He's saying a couple of things. One is that each one of you has infinite worth. Each one of you sees God in a different way. Each one of you is wired differently. Your life experiences are different. Your gifts are different. So that means we have to need each other. Do you understand that? When we get in trouble is when, when we think our way is the right way. My way is the right way. And uh, if you disagree with me, there's something wrong with you. Well, if we could just for a little bit, you know, hold off a little bit. Know that on the one hand, you have got something super important to share, and it may come out in a song, and it may come out in a poem, and it may come out in a word. Who knows? Uh, an, a revelation about a scripture you got. When you go into these groups, share those things. You want to do that, uh, but you don't want to be the you don't want to be the person in the room that's going to be the only one talking because because it's all your own stuff. You actually want to be drawing out other people because you need them, and your revelation and theirs are going are to complete a bigger whole. You've probably heard this analogy many times before, but I think it's really true, and that is if you were to look at a you know, beautiful, big diamond, you've got all the different sides of this thing, and all of them together create this beauty, and that's what the Lord's after. Some of you, uh, probably most of you in this room, have been deeply wounded, okay, I'm going to say all, have been deeply wounded uh, by people who are followers of Jesus. 
And, and, and again, I'm going to use that word jaded. We can get jaded, meaning that, that, that word just means, you know, that you, you're kind of disgusted, and I'm just going to walk away with it all because I don't kind of believe in this thing anymore that we're, we can all love each other. I want to say this. There are times when the Lord, um, probably all of you at times, have, like, walked away. You've walked away from a friendship. Maybe you've walked away from a church and said, this is too much. I can't take this. I thought Christians were supposed to be a place, you know, a loving place. And, you know, Jesus will let you walk away for a little while. And he'll actually work with you and, and help you to, to heal up your heart and t- tell you some things. But in the end, he's not going to let you be a loner. He won't do it because that's not the family plan. It's always been family. And, and it is hard to get along with each other sometimes. It is. You know, we, some, we do have our stuff. And, and this is where it's so important that we don't judge each other. I think that's one of the, the biggest uh, issues is that one of the reasons we just get irritated with people is because we don't know their story. We have no idea what they've been through. We don't know why, in our opinion, they seem so irritating. <laughs> just being real for a minute. But you know what I'm saying? And, and what changes that? Relationship. When you actually get to know them. So what often happens in these groups, and you may have already said all this, Ryan, last week, so sorry if I'm repeating stuff, but, but what often happens in this group is you get together, there's an excitement level, this is cool, I kind of like all these people, they're awesome, I don't really know them, but they're awesome, they're just, it's new, it's good, and then after a little while, it, what happens is you often start becoming irritated with people, those very people you thought were really cool a few weeks earlier, a few times earlier, but if you'll stay with it, and if you'll let Jesus um, deal with your own heart issues, and you'll start to get to know people's stories. It shifts back to love again, only it's a deeper love. The first love was like, I love you. Hey, I love you. Hey, we're brother, sister. I love you. You know, but if you can work through the irritations and work through the things, you actually come to a much deeper love, but you got to get to know people's stories because that's where the compassion comes in. Wow, I never knew. I, di- I didn't know you were abused. I didn't know you went through that, through this. And in those groups, that's another big thing is the vulnerability. The more you can be vulnerable, I'm I'm not saying you're instantly, you know, raw with everybody you don't know, but as you get to know people, the deeper you can go and let them in on some of your story, it's going to take your group places. And I've got, I have a leadership team of um, of our elders, and then we have uh, what's called our overseers. And together, there's about, you know, 15 of us or so. We get together once a month, and we spend a whole afternoon together. We have, we have a meal, we um, uh, potluck. And, I mean, there is so much laughing going on in that table. Like, it is deafening sometimes. I, it's hard to believe 15 people can make that much noise. We just get crazy silly. And um, um, then after that, we'll move into the other room. We'll worship some. And more weeks, more times than not, more months than not, there, we, start, we start going deep, and, and some people start sharing some of the, the, the things going on in their heart. And honestly, uh, more, more months than not, we're, we're weeping together. Sometimes, you know, uh, we're, we're all surrounding someone, and, and then maybe somebody's got a word, and maybe we go back into worship, and it's just like he described here. But I'm telling you, it didn't happen instantly. But I am saying I deeply, deeply love each person in that group because I've gotten to know them deeply. So that's what you're getting invited into. And then the next thing, don't forget what I just said. 
there's a larger family that's coming in. And so that's one of the reasons you're doing it too, is you're learning how to go deep together because there's a whole lot of more people coming and they've longed for that their whole lives. They just have no idea how to get there. And you can't take them someplace you haven't been. Does that make sense? That's why you got to go deep with people and then you start taking them with you. They're coming, you guys. They're coming. Really, uh, yeah. So let me read you another scripture. This is, uh, we're doing okay. Galatians 5. This whole, you know, the whole chapter is amazing, but I'm just going to jump in at verse 14 because it kind of brings all this together, everything I've just been talking about. For love completes the laws of God. He's basically saying, hey, you don't want to go back to the legal rule-keeping thing. That's not going to work. He says, but love, that actually completes, it fulfills the laws of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for and love yourself. Now, before I go on, I'm going to go on. A few years ago, and I think I, I think I might have shared this with you last time I was here, so I'm not going to go into depth, but I just want to say, a couple years ago, God got my attention one morning. Here I talk about love all the time, and I experience Father's love, and I have a book, and I travel around the world about talking about Father's love, mostly. And a couple years ago, I get woken up by <laughs> Papa, and he says, I want you to love yourself more. I'm thinking, well, that's weird. I thought I was loving myself pretty well. And he said, I, I want you to love yourself the way I love you. And I said, oh, well, then you're going to have to help me. See, see, that's the right answer, by the way. I told you that earlier. When he shows you something, it's not about you trying to fix yourself. I said, you're going to have to show me how to do that. And he's been, I've been on a journey the last several years. That's actually another book I'm writing right now about, about loving yourself well. And he had me actually look in the mirror and say to myself, I love you. Weird, really weird, because <laughs> most of us don't know how to love ourselves. But honestly, over time, I, I've kind of gotten it. I, I'm getting where he's taking me because, because we really can't love other people if we're not loving ourselves. If you find yourself overly critical of other people, can I just ask how critical are you of yourself? Because there's probably a root there. It's true. It, I mean, it's revelatory. It's like, oh, yeah. Jesus basically said you're going to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those neighbors, they're coming in. And so that's why it, I want to just say this, because I think I did talk about this last year, but I, I, a little bit more just to say that um, this is not prideful. This is where the enemy tries to keep us away from loving ourselves. He uses that pride card. Oh, well, you're just being arrogant. No, no, you're not. You're agreeing with the Father's assessment of who he says you are. And if you look at people who genuinely love themselves, I'm talking about the ones where love just oozes from them because they love themselves. They are not arrogant people at all. The ones who are arrogant and prideful are the ones who actually don't like themselves. And it's why they have to put out something to try to feel better than somebody else. Does that make sense? I'm just giving you permission to love yourself because God says that's actually super key in this thing. It's right here. But if you, verse 15, but if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts trying to destroy one another. Paul's like, what the heck are you doing? Like, it's amazing some of the things that we get all riled up over. And Paul's like, really? Because uh, last I knew, Jesus forgave you for everything. And, and actually, in the midst of our trying to figure things out and, you know, 
figure out the kingdom, walk in with Jesus. We have a lot of concepts that we have wrong right now. I don't know if any of you know that. <laughs> I'm just, you're like looking at me like, are you trying to pick a fight? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying we're all on a journey of understanding truth. And how many of you believe every single thing you believed five years ago? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Um, or even a year ago. We're all in a process. And yet in that process, Jesus doesn't ridicule us and shame us and go, what are you, what are you thinking? He just says, no, I'm going to love you into more and more truth, right? We need to do that for each other, which means there's a lot of things you could just let slide. They're not that important. You don't have to make everything a major issue. All right, going on. Verse 24, keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion. What does that mean? For everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So may we never be arrogant or look down on one another or on another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. Isn't that interesting? Jealousy diminishes the value of others. How is that so? Well, because in our own insecurity, if we feel like somebody else has got something we want, we, we, we can start to put them down or, or, or uh, villainize them or make them a bad person because we're jealous. But God says, don't you understand? I'm, I made them that way. They have some special things because I made them. Let's talk about how special you are. That's the Father's answer. Let's talk about the only reason we get jealous is because we don't know how special we are yet. That's the honest truth. We just, we just don't know yet. But you are. You're uniquely special. You're so needed. So, and I already said, too, that ultimately this is going to be a work of the Holy Spirit, right? So, we're getting close to landing this thing. We are. But I'm also enjoying myself. Ryan said we had until 7 o'clock, right, Ryan? <laughs> He's laughing at me. Um, I want to read something from, uh, a lot of you have my book, Always Loved. Um, I brought a few copies, not a lot, because a lot of you have it already. Uh, the subtitle for that book is, You Are God's Treasure, Not His Project. And um, it's in the back there, along with, uh, I brought some copies of my winter devotional. So I did four devotionals um, to go along with the book. And the devotionals are really like, um, I, I think they're much more... Um, mm, Wow, I wish I could think of the word, but I can't right now. <laughs> what word am I looking for? Anyway, um, in, in, intense in a really good way, um, in, in meaning the, the straight love of the Father right at you. Like the stuff our heart needs to hear over and over and over again. It's the stuff that kind of wrecks you in, in a good way and, um, and helps you to realize just how special you are. I'm going to read one of them from um, the winter. The reason I brought this one uh, tonight, today only. There's four, um, the other ones you can get on Amazon, but I brought this one not only because it is winter, but because today we're talking about about that process of letting, giving God access to your heart. That He's the only one that can can heal the hurts, so that you can love the way you were designed to love, the way He designed you. So I want to read one of these to you, and uh, of course I didn't bring my glasses up here. Hey. 
By the way, I'm a youngest born. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm the, I am the clown of my family. So uh, what you see here is just a portion. I, I get very, very silly at times. And I like me, so I'm okay with that. Papa said so. Okay. So this is, uh, I just want to read one of these to you. I'm taking you forward and upward. My child, I know everything about you. I know about the times that you feel aimless, like you're wandering in a circle without a sense of purpose. I'm with you in those times. I also know about the frustrations you experience when you feel like you're going around the same old mountain time and time again without progressing. Trust me when I tell you that even if you feel you've come around to the same point again, you're doing so at a higher level. You're further up the mountain because the wind of my encouraging spirit is lifting you up on the wings of my love. I'm continually moving you forward and upward in your journey. Even the times you consider to be wasted are never without purpose. When you feel your life is in a holding pattern, often those are the times when your roots are going down so much deeper so that I can take you up even higher in the end. And so it's once a week. There's one of those each week, and then each day it just takes it deeper with a question. And so I just want to read one of them. This is day six of this week. It says, it says, um, Anytime pursuing your dreams seems too daunting, remember you have access as daddy's favored child to run to him, not only to the throne of grace, but up on his lap. It's in these moments that the fear or anxiety of life melts away. Take some time right now to close your eyes and visualize all of this. It's real, and he's right here to receive you in his arms. And then each day I have space for writing or drawing, depending on if you're left-brained or right-brained. Um, and I brought that, um, I promise you I'm not here to sell books because <laughs> Jesus is taking care of each one of us. We're not, it's, it's not about that at all. I brought some because I basically have challenged you today that the family is coming. They need to see us, the larger families coming. They need to see this family truly love. And there's things in our hearts that are, are in the way of us loving the way we were designed to. This of all my devotionals is the one that really goes, goes at that, to give God permission to deal with things. So that's why I wrote it. Um, it's also on Amazon and that kind of stuff if you, you know, you'd rather do that. Um, I want to end with, because we're getting close to end here, I wanted to end with, um, with this. Um, Suzanne and I... Uh, this was another one of those open door crazy things that's going on. We, we've been prophesied over for years that we were going to influence a, a lot of the major influencers of the, the different mountains of society, including and especially in some ways enter, the entertainment industry. And God has given us great favor, and we've met some pretty amazing people in the entertainment, in the entertainment industry. But the other day, just out of the blue, I mean a week ago, we were suddenly invited, you know, in the spur of the moment by a, a producer from Hollywood who's a friend of ours, suddenly said, um, there's a movie coming, it's 1517, uh, it's, it's about a, a train for, that's uh, a train tr a ride from Amsterdam to London. Anyway, and it's the three guys that basically avert a major disaster. It was in the news, you know, not long ago, I think about two or three years ago. So it's relatively recent history. And so we were invited into the screening, 
And uh, we got to meet a lot of people, including, well, we met two out of the three actors who played themselves in the movie. So these three guys that are real-life heroes play themselves in this movie. I can't actually tell you a lot about it. I wouldn't want to ruin it for you anyway. But I just want to say we're not really allowed to because it's not out yet. Um, but actually, they do want us to get the word out to try to encourage people to see it. This is what, I know there's that fine line, but um, this is what I want to say about the movie that, that we have taken away from it that I want to speak to you, and that is, it's, it's evident in that movie that for these three men, um, their whole lives were designed by God and prepared by God for a moment, for, for a moment where they were and where they averted, you know, a, a tragedy. And I'm saying to you, many of you who have felt like you're just, um, I, I'm being faithful, but I'm not really getting it. I'm not really feeling what I'm here for. Can I just say stay in the game? Because he's brilliant. Our father is brilliant. And the experiences you've gone through, um, the things you've been learning in life, I'm telling you, there are going to come moments, not just one moment, but there's going to be certain moments where you, you are going to know, I, I was prepared for this. And you're going to step right through that door. I just talked about those open doors. These three men stepped right through something without even thinking about it because their whole life was prepared for it. And God put them in the moment at the right place. That's what he's doing, you guys. He's brilliant. So when we talk about trusting God, trust him with your life, meaning even when you, when it, you can't figure out why, why am I going through this? What's happening? Where am I going? Trust him. He's positioning you, and at just the right moment, it's not even like in that moment when he opens a door in front of you, it's not even like you're going to have to think about it. You're already ready for it. He's that good. So let me just pray and just speak more hope into your hearts. Father, thank you that, that we are alive in, in an astounding time in kingdom history. God, thank you that what, I, what my heart has been feeling and what I know is true is that Although you're always accessible, you're never apart from us. There's no distance. But in some way right now, in this season, you're, you're like more accessible than ever, easily, easily um, found. I, I don't know how to explain it except it's happening, and I see it around me. And, um, and God, in this time, you are also opening more and more doors of things that for some of us, you know, prophetic words we've been hanging on to for a long, long time, promises, revival, reformation. God, thank you for every person in this room that you are where they, uh, where they are where you want them to be in this moment. And anytime you want to uh, rearrange things, you can do that. But God, give each one this trusting, childlike heart that I am alive in the greatest time in kingdom history, my father adores me and loves me, and life is good because I'm going to be at the right place at the right time. Thank you, Father, that that's your promise, your doing, and uh, that we are your loved kids. And I thank you that this is all going somewhere. We talk a lot about destiny. Lord, I thank you that destiny, that word really comes from destination. What's our destination? Thank you, Lord, that our destiny is to be with you forever. <laughs> That's our ultimate destiny. And that, God, your heart is so huge that it's not just for the people in this room. It's not just for those that are already the bride of Christ. It's for all of your children across the earth who you so long to come into your family. Lord, let us be the family that loves well, that loves deeply, to love them into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be around for a while if you, I'm with the prayer team, so I'll pray with people too.
All right. All right. I love when Brent speaks because uh, I think the last time he spoke, it was on uh, the Father's love, and this time it's gone kind of like extension of the Father's love where you're able to love other people that are different from you. It's like the core basic principles, you know? It's like the nuts and bolts of life, and, uh, and I really appreciate that, the simplicity of it, yet the complexity. All right, well, we are all done for the night. If